Hello and welcome to Setting the Scream. I'm Ben. I'm Doug. I'm Tristan. I'm Elijah. And guys, you didn't tell me we had a guest for this episode. Yeah, you're right. We didn't. Uh, it was actually a bit of an unexpected guest. Uh, uh, Elijah, where'd you go? Uh-oh. Um, Elijah? Stinky. Well, um, that, that's awkward. Um, Roger was here. Uh, I, th- wow. I, I think I see something on his screen. Oh, Ben, this is this is like a movie I know. I'm yeah. rolling my eyes at this. <laughs> this is at like this. a movie that I've seen. To quote, to quote the great uh, Tommy Lee Jones, I cannot sanction this buffoonery. <laughs> This is like a movie the, I've seen. What 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 movie could this be? That I, I wonder if it's the movie that we're talking about this week. Yeah, and well, and, and <laughs> what, really what the heck are we doing? <laughs> what what, what the heck are we doing? Trying we're to do a dang, a dang uh, uh, tr- transfer, whatever you call it. Move a on. Segue. What, hey, segue. What did we watch segue. this week? Ben, that's a great question. You know, Ben, we're in our second week of setting the scream. And this week we week. watch t- technically our third week. Or no, technically our second week. Golly, really what did we week. watch? We watched the 2020 movie Host. Uh, this is a movie that came out in 2020. It's a crisp 57 minutes. Oh, uh, did it, it come uh, out in 2020? It, was, it did come out in 2020. Oh, good. Um this uh this was a movie that was made in partnership with the uh web web conferencing service zoom uh which if if you're not familiar with clearly you have you are a time traveler who came here very recently yeah you clearly did not experience uh 2020 uh this was written by Gemma hurley rob savage jed shepherd directed by rob savage uh stars Hold on, I just have the cast pulled up. Stars Haley Bishop, Emma Louise Webb, uh, Gemma Moore, Redina Drandova, Caroline Ward, Salem Baxter. Uh, Wait, did they just Leonard. use their real names in the movie? Yes. Yeah, they did. Oh, okay. Yeah, they did. Um, and uh, ratings. Uh, so this movie holds a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, a 3.3 out of 5 on Letterboxd, and 83% on Google and a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. No way. That, that's oh, got to be the yes fan way. score. Oh, buddy, hold on. Let me let me pull this up real quick. Oh, no. 73% audience score, 100% tomato meter. On, but how many reviews? I can't 90. see that, Doug. Really? That's 90. That's a glitch. Yeah. <laughs> People are dumb. Rotten Tomatoes needs to go back through and just double check everything they put on there. Yeah. Anyway, Um, uh, Doug, I know uh, you're the only one who's seen this, so tell us a little bit more about your experience. I am. So, uh, so long time ago, a little over a year ago, um, this guy Rob Shepard was in a was in a Zoom meeting with some friends of his. And um, while he was on that Zoom call, he decided it would be really fun to prank them. And so he 
acted like there were a bunch of noises going around around in his uh, apartment. He took his computer and like kind of moved it around his uh, his house, held it up into its ba- into his basement where he switched to a clip from the movie Wreck, uh, where a where like a scary like figure jumps out at you from the darkness of an attic. Um, and he scared all of his friends on the Zoom call. And they all had a great laugh about it. And then they thought that and they were like, hold on, what if we made a movie like that? So in two week in the following two weeks after that happened, they wrote a script. Two weeks at, for the next two weeks after they wrote it, they filmed a script all on Zoom. And for the next eight weeks, they edited this thing. And after that, they they released this movie called Host a horror movie uh a supernatural horror film that was filmed entirely on zoom uh and yeah that's that's what we're talking about today folks it's a it's a time i uh i saw it um after uh james a janice on his show dead meat uh, announced that he was going to be doing a review of it and i was like a 57 minute horror movie heck yes i'll watch that anyone's got time for that yeah, anybody's got time for that. So, question: What did it, that guy from Dead Meat think about this movie? He liked it. He really mm-hmm. liked it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ben, I really want to know why you didn't like this movie. Because Ben thinks he's better than horror. Because yeah. Ben thinks no, he's it's better not than the that at all. Genre. That's right. Um, I'm with Ben though. Here, well, I mean, let's get into this. Uh, I'll be straight up with how I think. Uh, I think this movie has one gimmick, in that it is done on Zoom. Other than that. It's any seance film ever gone wrong. Only it's an hour long. I think the dialogue is kind of bad throughout the whole thing. Uh, The film relies entirely on jump scares. And honestly, about five minutes in, I was ready to cut it off. But I I don't think that just because a movie relies on jump scares as its primary form of scare that doesn't mean that it's a bad movie or that it's lazy dude they freaking made this thing in the middle of a lockdown and i think they turned out a really good product like i mean it looks like a real zoom call it looks like a real thing that could happen in terms of found footage movies i think that this is one of the best examples of a found footage movie i can think of okay that's yeah. a good point. I, I mean, I agree with that. For, for for what this is, it works really well. I mean, this is this is a movie that someone made on a Zoom call. And it 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 it's not like they just took a script meant for a stage or something and put it on Zoom. They wrote it for Zoom. Like it starts as the Zoom call starts, and there's aspects of the technology within it. It's all it's all in it's all in the movie. I mean most people, at least most people our age, have used Zoom a lot in our work or school or whatever. Um, we all we all know what it looks like. We all know what it's like. So that that's something that you know. I feel like I have a pretty good authority on knowing that it, it's it's good. Except for the Otherwise, people kind of dropping in and out every like every time they show everyone on the Zoom call. Yeah, and like the there are aspects where it's hammy like the like at the end where the webcam you know is like there's only one person yeah. on the call sure yeah i'll give you the ending 
even when I saw it to begin with, I thought the ending was dumb. I think it should, I thought it should have ended when that bottle of wine hits her in the head, and I thought it should have just ended right there, because that makes sense. Um, but, I mean, I mean, how would you have done it? How would you have made a movie? I wouldn't have. <laughs> if, but if you had to, if you had to sit down I and mean, say, I mean, oh, I think make... it's an interesting concept, but I don't know that there's enough that you can do. Like, I, yeah. I don't know that a better long. movie could have been made. That does not make this a good movie, though. Yeah, they definitely did the best with what they had. And like Tristan said, it wasn't long because they did everything they could do. And it was 57 minutes. And that, right. You know, and that the whole the thing relies on each of the characters bringing their computers with them everywhere they go to the bathroom as they're running away from the demon that is chasing them when it's just the two of them and they're in the same room. Like, hey, that, we've already noted that's an exception. Okay, but the I mean, I'm just dumb. saying, even outside of that, like, this movie did nothing for me. They're, they're all terrified and their friends are on their computer. Okay. They're going to bring their device with them when they go places to make sure that, like, they're still connected. Okay, that doesn't change the fact that the entire movie is a very standard seance gone wrong. It's been done so, a so million you think times it's just before. Too cliche to be yeah. good. Yeah, I mean it's a concept. It's been done a billion times before. So it's the a, fact it's that a, it's done on Zoom if, doesn't do it for you. That no, I mean that's the only interesting thing. That's the only unique thing about this movie is that it's done on Zoom, and. Yeah, it, it doesn't do anything for me. Ben is saying it's a cliche filtered through a gimmick. Yes. Well, if you want I a think cliche filtered through a gimmick, through a gimmick, I mean, Star Wars is a cliche filtered through a gimmick. Yeah, that's one that I enjoy. Wow, Ben. <laughs> okay, well, okay. this is one that I enjoy. And okay. last I checked, I'm this not is a higher score on the tomato mirror. Okay, than... but Star Wars has also had a few more people review it. I just, I think that... I mean, I, I think you are certainly welcome to like it, but I did not. I don't think this film is good at all. I mean, well, I think I, the... Go ahead. Go ahead I watched Justin. this uh, uh, in a way that I don't watch. You don't watch movies this way, obviously. And there's elements in this film that make you watch it differently from a normal film. We all know what Zoom is like when you're looking at someone on a Zoom call there's the you're looking at the person but the things that are going on in the background are generally fairly static but it's a horror film you know that going in you're doing a seance you know some some creepy things are going to happen because it's a trope mm -hmm. so you're looking at the background and you notice these things like i did or at least like a mirror or like the door open and i'm like ooh, <laughs> like, i just felt like that is an interesting way to frame that and they're really utilizing the, the call for that. So I like that. Um, and also I, the different ways that all of them died as well. I mean, one, one of them was glitching through like the one who had the loop of her in the background. Like she was glitching through the frame, you know? And like you could see her bloody. Like that was pretty clever, I thought. Like that's that's a glitch that they recreated for that scene, you know? That has happened sometimes to people. And then there's another one with the mask filter that came around, you know? Like that's another glitch that like if you turn your a filter on, it could pop up next to you or something until it finds your face. Like it found a face that was 
that was the the ghost and also salen said you brought a mask you know so there was a connection there too i thought was interesting so i thought all these ways were really it, like it fully utilized and it was really clever with a lot of the things that it did and uh yeah i mean i i'm the first to, to tell you that something is tropey like i've said that a million times on this podcast and this is fairly tropey uh however it does it in such a clever way for me that i, I i'm just i'm just very interested in it like i yeah I mean, I, I was invested this this whole movie, even though I did hide behind my hand yeah. <laughs> sometimes and look through my fingers because I'm, I'm horrified. But yeah, but yeah, I I agree with both of you actually because Ben was saying it's cliche and it's just got one big gimmick that it milks, and I agree that's exactly what this movie was. But I also, unlike Ben, I didn't want to give up on this movie once we started it. I was like, yes, I absolutely need to finish this movie. Um, and I was kind of invested in what was going on. Like Tristan said, um, I did kind of have a hard time not paying attention to what was going on. So it kept my interest. Um, and I was going to say it's the movie has one big gimmick, but it has a bunch of like mini gimmicks. All the things with like the filters on zoom and things like that are the little mini gimmicks. And to be honest, I found them all funny. Um, and I don't know if that was the intention. I definitely think that was the intention with some of the things like the credits. Yeah. The credits of this movie are somebody opening up the list of who's in the zoom call. And it's, you know, the list of the actors and producer and stuff. Yeah. I, I think also, you know, horror movies or horror films in general, like gimmicks and horror go hand in hand a lot of the time like uh you can look at something as simple as uh alfred hitchcock when he released uh psycho you know he made a rule you cannot allow people in this movie once it started like you have to be in there before it starts or you're not getting in to see it because there was a huge twist that was going to happen in there and if you miss the first 20 minutes of the movie you were going to be disappointed you weren't going to get the twist um it can be something as simple as that, or it can be something as outlandish as uh, movies like as movies like Jaws 3D or Friday the 13th Part 3, which were filmed in 3D. Uh, you have something like the, I believe it's the Terrifier. Nope, not the Terrifier. I think it's, it might be the Terrifier. Um, but like there are movies that have had 4D uh 4d elements where like they'll poke you in the back or they'll have scratch and sniff cards that you get with your movie ticket so i think in terms of gimmicks that have been associated with horror movies i think this is definitely one of the more creative ones i think i think they actually do something with it it's not like it's it's not like jaws 3d where we're just gonna have random things like facing the camera and be like whoa um or some sort of scratch and sniff thing where when you see this color on screen, scratch your little card and then <laughs> sniff it. Uh, here it's like, no, we're going to take full advantage of this medium and full advantage of this program. And we're going to do just about everything we can with it. And I, I actually caught this this time while watching it. I think one of the smartest things that they do is have the character of, uh, the character of Emma. Um, she, is defenestrated she's thrown out a window um but they have her phone go before she does and so the phone like will tumble on the ground and you're just looking at 
a uh, you're looking at this table, and then you see Emma get thrown out the window. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think that's really smart because like like Tristan watched this movie on his phone. I watch most movies that we stream over Zoom on my phone. I watch most movies on my phone. Um, and I, I think that's a really smart kind of next level way that you use this medium and you use this program. Yeah. And I, like you said, I watched this on my phone and I had a little bit of lag just because we're watching this stuff over zoom. And honestly, like I, I like a lot of times I felt like I was a part of this, you know, because it would, it would go to full screen and it would cut as zoom does to different people, whoever's talking, you know, and someone may start talking and it doesn't cut to them yet. Um, and it's like, it, it used little things like that too, to just like either amp up the tension or just draw, you know, like keep your attention on something else while something else was happening. I don't know. It, it was really, I think it was really smartly done and they thought about a lot going into Like it, it was, you know, it, I think it was artfully made. Do you think that watching this movie over a Zoom call made it scarier? <laughs> no. No. No, I actually think it kind of hurt it a little bit. Um, oh, okay. The uh, It adds to the gimmick. Well, I don't know. To me, I, I, I will say, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to let you finish your point, but I will say that when it started, I forgot exactly how it started, and so when I saw the mouse going everywhere, I was like, okay, who's doing this? I thought I was sharing my screen. Um, but yeah, okay, Elijah. Scary stuff. Oh, I, was, I was just going to say, uh, I live alone now, um, which I'm usually okay with. And now we're doing setting the screen and we're watching all these horror movies and I live alone. And this house makes a lot of noise. <laughs> and we'll be watching these movies and I'll be like, thinking i'm not scared and then i'll realize i am because something gurgles in my house <laughs> i'm like who is in here that was gurgling during... yeah that did happen during this movie not gonna lie yeah. we better call salem we better call salem <laughs> uh, one more um, thing i wanted to say about the gimmicks i feel like gimmicks like this can work but i think it needs the writing of the script to be good enough to carry it which in this movie i, I don't feel like it does I well, think I, it's a plot that has been done to death and I cared about absolutely zero of the characters. Uh, I like I couldn't tell you their names. The the dialogue, well the names are on the screen so I don't know how and you I couldn't that tell you a single one of their names. <laughs> uh, then you didn't pay attention, I'm sorry. You didn't pay attention. <laughs> I mean I did. Um okay. But it was um, not memorable. I mean the the dialogue I thought was was very realistic to me i mean it felt at least the way it was delivered like that's how it would be delivered yeah um if, if you were really talking to people on a zoom call so because i mean things get sometimes you trample over people and you talk over them and things get you know it's just how it is so i don't know it didn't do anything for me um well could have guessed well i I will just say, I think, I think script wise, you know, I, one of the things that they talk about uh, in, in some of the interviews for this movie is they said, you know, we wrote the script in two weeks. So it's a very bare, very bare right. bones script. Like we gave them a lovely way to just kind of. 
ad lip or improv improvise whatever you want to mm-hmm. um but i do think it's worth mentioning that you know one of the things that i think this movie actually does have a lot of and i'm kicking myself for giving this movie credit for something that i often will like uh criticize if someone else brings up mm-hmm. um i love the amount of heart that's in this movie because this is just a like every person who's in this movie with the exception of teddy were like on that zoom call that the director uh was in originally where he pranked them all um so it's a huge like just passion project like it's a it's a group of friends who all got together and said you know we're all artists uh we're stuck in lockdown we're stuck in quarantine might as well do something and they decided to make a horror movie and i i think that they were successful at what they set out to do yeah Um, uh to, to be fair on on the jump scares part i mean i i will agree there were a lot of jump scares and i'm not personally a fan of jump scares as far as like horror goes and just experiencing them i don't like that <laughs> I mean, that's beside the point but uh there were there were a lot and yeah they probably could have done something else but yeah i i think i give it a pass for the cleverness of was what it what it was and i mean for for all their purposes i mean are jump scares the best way to like scare your audience no but sign huh but scientifically scientifically speaking it does work like it is a scientifically proven way to scare your audience is with a jump scare it also has a hundred on rotten tomatoes so that's got to be a mistake that has to have a hundred on rotten tomatoes but it doesn't have enough to be considered certified fresh so that does not count i'm sorry i don't care um, I'm not giving that to you. I'm not giving that's that fine. to you. Um, I am glad that you brought up. Wait, Teddy, yes, though. it does. It is does certified it? fresh. Yeah. Well, then that is a load of bull crap. So yeah. go on and give it to us. Give it to us, man. It is I mean, certified I, fresh. I will also say that Rotten Tomatoes is not a very good source of um, pulling reviews. But anyway, I'm glad you brought up yeah, Teddy because I, I want to talk too, about him for know? a second. Teddy had no reason to be in this film. No, he didn't. No, he and, didn't. He definitely feels shoehorned into this. Yeah. But I, I think that's part of what's realistic. Like, you have some asshole who just did not want to take it seriously, and he decides, you know, or something happens, and he leaves the event, and it's like, okay, yeah, of course, there's he's that guy, you know, or there is that guy. I mean, that happens sometimes, and that just Okay, happens, but the fact that you, know? you keep bringing up, like, oh, well, you knew this was going to happen. You knew that there was going to be this guy. It's that kind of stuff that I hate. It's not original. It's not unique. That's it's life, the same ben. kind of thing that happens in every single horror movie. This is why I don't like horror movies, because half of them are all the same daggum thing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I'll say, for me, the scariest moment in this movie was the one scare I can think of that was not a jump scare. And it's when the one girl, I think it's for Dina, is in her attic, moving the camera, you know, panning it through the attic. Mm-hmm. And you see the dangling feet suggesting somebody who hanged himself in there, like they alluded to earlier. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, what was that? And they go back and nothing's there. That was the scariest moment in the movie to me. And it wasn't a jump scare. I, I agree. That was the one that really got me the first time I watched this movie. Um, I will also say this one's hard to see, but if you rewatch the movie, there is a point where you can look in the background of Regina's shot and she doesn't see it, but you can see her husband hanging 
um you can see him hanging and then when he drops that's yeah um this is just a fun little fact fun little tidbit uh the uh the actress who played teddy's girlfriend um is the stunt coordinator for this movie uh so yeah when uh when emma flies through the window that's that's her she landed on that table nice yeah fun stuff fun times so can Um, we talk about the big question yeah yeah are we ready (laughs) yeah i think well i i wanted to if i can just read a couple of reviews of course they're just like one or two sentences um this is from blair stenvik uh says huh never heard of him okay i wouldn't expect you to hear (laughs) this person (laughs) i'm just giving a source Uh, okay sorry ben excuse me Rather than doing the obvious thing and making the virus the monster, host shows us how the social isolation ex- exacerbated by the pandemic can make any traumatic experience all the more horrifying. And then Mary Beth Andrews from Film Cred says, by adapting to current world events and the popular technology that goes with it, host further proves how crucial found footage is in capturing social fears. That's, and, those are good points, I think. Yeah, you guys really should check out some of these. Like, it's they're they're pretty good. So, i I think I think though one thing that we do need to talk about with this movie, because at the end of the day, this is a movie that was born out of some sort of ne- somewhat necessity, um, and you know, it was a movie that was conceived, created all within the confines of a global pandemic. Uh, and that's why it gained the traction that it gained is because it looked at it looked at the pandemic and it said, okay, what if we made a horror movie in this? And what if we made a horror movie that didn't necessarily comment on the pandemic, but what if we made a horror movie that existed in our world? What would that yeah. look like? So I think I think the question is, you know, in 10 years, when we look back on, the the pandemic of 2020 will we still look at host as like a good movie will that 100 percent rotten tomatoes will it hold up will it stay certified fresh or is this one that's just kind of like a passing fad well i think that is the most i would just hold on wait, wait, wait. i just want to say that's the most eloquent setup for a discussion topic i've ever made like Here's- i just want to say Tooting my own horn. That was that was eloquent. Yes, it Good was. job. Uh, to answer a, your question. A, oh, go ahead, Tristan. I was just gonna say, here's a review to get us started on that. Philip this says, until someone makes a film about a haunted sourdough starter, this ingenious horror movie will remain the zeitgeistiest thing to emerge from lockdown. Anyway. anyway uh, to answer your question, Doug, uh, I think this film has a chance to become a cult classic. Um, I think that's as much as it will ever be, though. More likely, I think this film will be forgotten by most people in five years. That may be true, Um, but I think it's an interesting artifact. I think it's a novelty of a movie, and it could become fossilized tracks of what we went through in this era of human history, and people might point to this and say, (laughs) here's some art that came out of this era. Yeah. when everybody was 
cabin fevered up from COVID. <laughs> and, you know, people make art, music, movies, whatever. They, they make it, if it's a shared experience and it's something that people are going through, I mean, it's, it's you're going to have products of that. You've seen that in all major events throughout history. It I mean, just happens. I think, I think looking back on uh, COVID, I think the two biggest things I've come out of uh, of COVID with in terms of media, um, I came out with a really great monologue about uh, bread, um, <laughs> and I've come out with a fifty-seven uh, minute horror movie that captures what what life was like in 2020 you know minus the seance but uh hold on i'm I'm gonna interrupt you the only thing that this movie says about 2020 is that people used zoom that's all i would like to to remember from 2020 (laughs) okay but i don't feel like you can make this like grand eloquent point like this movie represents what we went through during the pandemic like no it doesn't you it was a zoom call Yes, it does. It it does touch on like Tristan read in that that review. It does it touches on isolation that people felt. Um, because they 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 talk a lot about how you know Salen was that her name? She was like, if we were in person, we'd be holding hands, but uh you're on your own, Toots. Um, and that made everything scarier. So according to I would also just like to I would also just like to say that I never plan out anything that I'm going to say on this podcast. <laughs> so, I mean, are, do we all nitpick every, do we nitpick each other on the smallest I mean, things fair. that we say? Yes. That's fair, but I, but I also, wasn't going to nitpick you on that. I don't Love know. I think, I think that in terms of media that came out in 2020, I think uh, if I'm left with hosts and my monologue about making bread, I'm a I'm a happy boy. I think more likely what will be remembered remembered from the pandemic are the videos of the guy who couldn't get rid of the cat filter, or the random people on Zoom who realize that they're not wearing pants. That kind of stuff. The stuff that goes viral. This movie has been seen by what? I looked on IMDb. It had like twenty something thousand reviews. For a movie on IMDb, that's not a lot. I'm guessing that a lot of people have not even heard of this movie. So, it's not it's not viral it's not okay. viral yeah it's not and, trying to be but viral. to ask the question will this movie withstand the test of time i think the answer is no i never what said it would withstand the test of time i would say that if i i would say that coming out of 2020 i'm happy that this is a piece of media that i have to look back on the year with i'm glad yeah, you are um, look if, if if you're not if you were born if let's say you're born in the year 2030 or something and then uh-huh. you're watching this 20 years later like you don't ha- you don't even know what it was like to go through the pandemic, you know. So this film, the relevancy is not the same as it would be for us. And I think I think it, if, if that's your definition of withstanding the test of time, then no, it wouldn't. But as a relic to give a give a give an, an inch of what it's like to be in a pandemic, and then like put on top of that like this is a horror situation happening, then yeah, it does. I mean, there's it's a Zoom call. And that is literally, I mean, what we're doing right now. So, and what everyone is doing to communicate and has been doing for the past year and a half. I mean, it, it's it's not like, no, I wouldn't say it, it, it encompasses the entirety of what a pandemic is, or at least this one, but it's a big part of it. And, you know, there's elements of- uh, But it also doesn't try to, 
it's no, it's it not trying to, it to encapsulate everything. I, I yeah, think my it, big problem with this movie is that it doesn't try to do a lot. Like it, it does very little. And going back to what I said at the beginning, the entire gimmick of this movie is that it was filmed on Zoom. And like I said, that's the only interesting thing about it. I understand that y'all disagree with me and you're certainly well within your rights. Well, I don't totally That's my takeaway from this film. I like this a little more than Ben did, but I I agree with what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to uh, burst your bubble. <laughs> but I, mean, I, I am very glad that you all enjoyed it. Like, I'd, I, I never want to call someone else to like a film less or take away from their enjoyment. Um, I, so if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, go please go see it. Um, don't take my word for it. Granted, you know you granted you know you do need a subscription to a very niche um, streaming service, but you know hey, it is what it is. Yeah. Free trial. Yeah, I I didn't like this movie because it was a horror film or because it made me scared or because it was tropey or something like that, but. I, I liked it because of what it tried to do and what it did, I think, and the creativity behind it and the, the realness. You know, Doug talked a lot about how this cast and, and the crew on it this just came from a joke, you know, and then they made this thing based around this, this little jump scare that the director did with his friends. And that, like Doug said, brings heart to it and I don't know. It, it just feels like it feels like a passion project, and and I really like that. And I and they, they do a dang good job of of doing it over Zoom. So I've seen I've seen stuff like this happen over Zoom, um, like stuff try to be made over Zoom. It's not good. <laughs> this is a good one. <laughs> I don't want to point any fingers. <laughs> I've listened to some out. podcasts that were made over Zoom. And it was like, whew. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, this one's hard to get through. Well, uh, with all that being said, uh, you fellas ready to score this sucker? Yeah. Yep. So, Doug, you want to get us started with the scores? Yeah, I can. Um, I think this movie's. I think this movie's really smart. Um, I think it's. I think it's born out of really really great ingenuity um and i i enjoy it i enjoy it. this is i think this is the third time i've watched it and i've enjoyed it every single time um i'm gonna give this movie an 83 i think it's a pretty solid movie pretty solid time i'm gonna go next so i'm a teacher and i had a conversation with a co-worker today who was talking about how uh grading the students tests <clears throat> if they if their score turned out to be a 68 or a 69 they'd be like ah let's just go ahead and round them up to a passing grade so that's what i'm going to do in the spirit of my coworker today i'm going to give this movie a 70 <laughs> i'll go um i i i mean i just want to be clear that when i when i score a movie i don't compare it to other movies i just i look at it on what it is um and i I'm going to give this movie an 81. I think it was a pretty good film and I was scared of it, but I'm scared of all horror movies. So it doesn't really count. (laughs) 
And uh, yeah, I, the ingenuity behind this is really what's boosting that for me. And I just, I think it's really well done for what they, for what it is. It's, it's really well done. All right. Time to ruin the curve. Uh, um, so, I mean, I'm, I've made it clear. I didn't like this. I uh, didn't particularly enjoy it. Don't think it was really that good. Um, I think this movie has one gimmick and that's it. Um, I was asked at the beginning of this film what I would have done differently. And I've had some time to think about it and I have an answer. Uh, Y'all said that the idea of this came based or was based on a prank that the director made on his friends. What I would have done is just say, hey, record the prank as you're doing it and just put that out. I think it would have been more entertaining. Um, But yeah, with all that being said, I'm never going to watch this movie again. After tonight, I'm probably never going to think of this movie again. Uh, I'm going to give this movie a 25. Thing. I wish I could reject a score. Too bad. For the record, for the record, the, there is a video of the director pranking the the crew. It's I think it's on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. Guess which one has more reviews? Probably the one that they dumped a whole bunch of money into. Yeah. Well, Ben, I <laughs> part of me is like, well, 25's harsh, but then part of me is like, I totally get it, and I understand everything yeah. Ben said, <laughs> and it he's right, kind of so. <laughs> I'm not mad. Uh, so after plugging that into our patented scoreometer, bow, 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 bow. Uh, we get a final score of a 64.75. Sounds so right. Elijah's right. Yay. IMDb is right, it sounds like. Or not IMD- yeah. Yeah, IMDb. no, IMDb is also right. All right, well, that's well, the last time I've, I'm ever going to think about this movie. So, <laughs> Well... You know what, Ben? Here's the thing, though, buddy. You've thought a lot about the movie that we're watching next week. And once again, you have incorrect thoughts. Um, (laughs) Ben, I'm genuinely looking forward to next week because I genuinely think it's going to make me angry. Um, (laughs) Well, I look forward to it then. Um, Bring it. Let's go. So next week we were watching um, the sequel to The Shining. Yeah. Yeah, the sequel yeah. to The Shining, uh, 2019's. Yep, 2019's uh, Doctor Sleep, starring Ewan McGregor and uh, some other folks. Uh, if you're, if you want to find Ewan out, McGregor. mostly right, Ewan McGregor, mostly Ewan McGregor. Uh, if you want to find out why Doug is going to hate me for it, uh, well, be sure to tune in next week. Um, I can't wait. I want to find out. Uh, but until then, I'm. Oh wait, don't forget to follow us on social media. There it is. Uh, at there it is. Media. Um, check out all the cool stuff we're doing. Uh, we've got new episodes of Setting the Scream every Wednesday. And uh, Doug, any tea? Still hoping for the end of the month. All Still right. hoping for the end of the month. So hopefully we'll have more information on that next week. Um, but yes, until next week, I'm Ben. I'm Doug. I'm Tristan. I'm Elijah. And this has been Setting the Screen. Y'all have a great week. <laughs>